0: And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords. at Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam.
1: Good morning, Lena. Happy Thursday. I Happy almost forgot what day it is. <laughs>
0: Uh, Not surprised. I mean, there was a lot of updates and a lot of anxiety overnight seeing uh, the trajectory of Typhoon Kanoon has kept us Mm. on our toes. And we'll keep our listeners informed as a trajectory is subject to change. Uh, We'll get a closer look at the weather updates first because that is probably the biggest headline this morning for our local listeners. So this is our first keyword of the day. Storm is here. So Typhoon Canoon is passing through the eastern waters uh, off Jeju Island and heading towards the southern coastline of the main peninsula. Jeju Island is still under a typhoon alert. What's the latest?
1: Right. So since last night, uh, strong and relentless heavy rain and wind have been sweeping uh, through Cheju uh, Island. Fortunately, now it has started to ease a bit, but it is too, uh, a bit too early to still to let guards down, though. Cheju uh, Island is still within the range of the typhoon's impact and the windy conditions uh, persist until today. Canoon uh, is passing through the eastern waters of Cheju Island and heading northward, about 100 kilometers south uh, of Tongyang. As the typhoon continues its north movement. Cheju Island will gradually move out of the typhoon's influence. However, while the typhoon alert remains in effect nationwide, um, heavy rain and strong winds will continue until the morning. Uh, Yesterday and today, over 240 millimetres of rain poured uh in many uh, mountainous areas of cheju and it'll be the same for other areas as well uh, the rain on cheju is expected to gradually decrease though from tonight but mm. as i said it'll shift uh, uh, northward and uh, to other areas including here in the capital mm. now due to concerns about typhoon damage the emergency level on cheju island has been raised to the highest level three Uh, leading to the closure of both sea and air routes. Uh, It's anticipated that all flights departing from Jeju Island until 3 p.m. this afternoon will be cancelled. Now, from yesterday to early this morning, Jeju has already received reports of 22 typhoon-related incidents, uh, including various accidents. Now, Canoon's next target is South Kyungsang, and then uh, other regions after mm. that. Uh, in Busan, for example, where a typhoon warning uh, was issued, there's been more than 30 reports of damage there, uh, such as a street uh, tree falling over and a power outage in some areas as well. Uh, and also, meanwhile, the Korea Meteorological Administration announced that a typhoon advisory will take effect across uh, the capital, Seoul, from 9 a.m. today, so in a couple of hours' time. Mm,
0: Apparently, a wind speed of up to 35 meters per second is strong enough to deter a train off its course, which is why, as you mentioned, it's not just the uh, flights that have been grounded. It's trains' uh, schedules that have to be moved or cancelled altogether. I mean, we're talking about a typhoon that has uh, resulted in two fatalities in Okinawa when it hit last week. So, Mm. close uh, tabs on the weather updates. Uh, how, How has the government been preparing for the ascending typhoon?
1: Right, well, the government and uh, local authorities and businesses alike are mobilizing available facilities and equipment to prevent uh, typhoon damage. The presidential office is collaborating with the Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters to respond to the storm. Officials are urging public and private firms to adjust their working hours as necessary as well. Uh, And uh, local governments are also actively taking measures to prepare for typhoon damage. There's some areas that are setting up. Uh, very tall sea walls uh, for areas that are by the coast and susceptible to flood and tidal wave damage. Uh, major ports are busy with ship evacuation preparations as well. There's around uh, 210 flights that have been cancelled at 11 airports across the country. More rail, air and sea travel routes will also be uh, shut down today uh, and possibly tomorrow as well. Mm-hmm. Now, around 7,400 residents in high-risk areas have already evacuated in advance. Uh, there's about uh, 330 roads, 170 parking lots and 610 trails in national parks that will also be closed as well. So, And the public is also being best advised to uh, possibly stay away from uh, high risk areas or just outdoors completely and uh, mm-hmm. remain indoors and in safe uh, um, areas uh, and also to Commute to work uh, in a kind of in different hours as well right. to kind of avoid the storms. And of course, companies will have to, of course, help in that effort as well.
0: That's right. Uh, President Yoon has ordered, especially public officials, to commute at different hours to avoid. It's not just about avoiding the worst hours of the day for uh, mm-hmm. to avoid the uh, impact of the typhoon. But if you think about it, it's about how many people would rely on public transportation, and we're trying to control mm-hmm. that flow, are we not? So everyone, do stay safe. If we do have any other weather updates. We'll keep you informed. Uh, let's move on mm-hmm. to our second keyword of the day.
1: Liberation Day event.
0: So President Yoon has met with a group of independence fighters and their families before the upcoming Liberation Day. Uh, what did he have to say?
1: Right. So, you know, the First Lady Kim Guni uh, invited 158 people to the luncheon uh, at the former presidential compound of tongwa One of the attendees was 99-year-old Kim Yong-guan. He fought for independence and later uh, in the Korean War, and he was shown respect by being escorted into the luncheon by Yoon and the First Lady. Uh, Yoon mentioned that the fight for independence was about more than regaining sovereignty from Japan. Uh, He emphasized that it was about building a democratic state where the people have control. And he also stressed the importance of uh, remembering those who sacrificed for the nation's freedom. Uh, Yoon said this act of remembering is crucial uh, to maintaining the nation's identity and continuity. Uh, he also acknowledged the ongoing efforts to bring back the remains of overseas martyrs for proper burial in their homeland. And Yoon further mentioned that his administration aims to make Korea a responsible and contributing country on the global stage. And he said he wants Korea to actively. Uh, promote freedom, peace, and prosperity for everyone worldwide.
0: All right, let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Pet industry. So, uh, Finance Minister Chukyung-ho says the government plans to nurture the pet industry, providing tailored products and services to diversify pets, well, well, to diverse pets, excuse me, but to diversify the market nonetheless at reasonable prices, because if you're a pet owner, you understand. Uh, it's wildly unaffordable uh, tell us more yeah
1: i know you and i are both uh, pet owners as well so we just know how expensive things can get uh, and uh yeah certainly it does take a toll on the purse strings uh and considering that there's an increase in the number of households that are raising uh pets not just cats and dogs but also an array of uh, animals iguanas uh, iguanas <laughs> uh some even snakes, exotic animals uh, yeah or- all the way down to, you know, ants as well, (laughs) having ant farms in the house as well. But anyway, uh, Chu spoke uh, at an economic ministers meeting, uh, which also functioned as a session for export and investment strategies. And he highlighted the increasing number of households raising pets and the need for a stronger industry infrastructure uh, to meet their diverse demands and alleviate the financial burden of pet care. In this regard, the government plans to support Uh, The four main sectors of the pet-related industry, they are food, services, tech, and healthcare. Now, starting from October... Around 100 items related to common pet treatments will be exempt from value-added tax. Chu uh, mentioned that a separate classification system uh, for pet food will be established as well. Additionally, specialised personnel for pet services, such as um, pet behaviour trainers, will be expanded. There's certainly one that's taking the monopoly of the market at the moment. Uh, he appears a lot on TV, uh, best known for <laughs> training dogs. Uh, I won't mention his name for privacy reasons, but you all know, we'll know who it is. Now, the uh, pet tech sector will also be designated as an advanced technology field within uh, agriculture and food, receiving funding for. Um, business initiatives, uh, tailored consulting and market expansion as well. Uh, Chu added that diverse pet insurance products will also be introduced to streamline insurance claims. Mm. And he also highlighted the establishment of pet-related industry clusters uh, and support for startup creation, uh, uh, creation, research and development to boost these industries um, for export as well. Mm. Uh, And subsequently red tape for other logistical issues will also be uh, removed. And she concluded by saying the government will intensify efforts to diversify products, uh, simplify customs procedures and enhance export infrastructure uh, to accelerate the recovery Mm. of exports. But that's not just down to the ones related to pets, but uh, in uh, other sectors as well.
0: All right. So at large to diversify that export portfolio in light of a lot of, um, I suppose, geopolitical events that are completely out of our control. That does directly affect Mm. our numbers anyway. Let's move on to, this is a weather-related story too, our fourth keyword of the day. How are hungry. So with the heat wave and a strong demand for electricity, uh, well, it's been surging. We've talked about it before and it seems that we've broken another record. The hourly average for electricity consumption surpassed 100 gigawatts for the first time on Monday and Tuesday. Tell us more.
1: Yeah, so according to the Korea Power Exchange, the estimated average power demand between 2 and 3 p.m. on Monday reached 100.571 gigawatts. Now, the average power demand during the same time frame uh, on Tuesday was estimated to be 100.254 gigawatts. Now, this estimate includes not only the demand within the power exchange markets, but also solar panel, gener- uh, solar panel uh, power rather generation. Now, mm. it also includes the direct power purchase agreement with Kepco and small private solar power generation as well. Now, solar energy took up over 14 percent of the total demand uh, on both days. Uh, however, Kepco emphasizes that the reported figures are estimations and not official calculations. This is due to the Difficulty in accurately calculating the output of private solar power uh, generation and similar sources external to the power exchange market, which involves predicting uncertainties. Uh, The surge of power is not only due to the weather, though. Uh, Industries such as the tech sector are also increasing production. Semiconductors, for one, Hmm. um, are also uh, revamping their production lines as well. Um, which is also contributing to a kind of a a rebound in the exports uh, of the country as well but uh, yeah so both private consumption and um, industrial consumption of power is increasing at this time
0: all right with that we move on to our final keyword of the day
1: COVID antibodies.
0: So recent studies shows that over 99% of the Korean population has COVID-19 antibodies, according to a pretty large sample group. Can you tell us the details of perhaps the impending changes? I mean, there was a sort of a back and forth what the health experts wanted. Yes, we've entered the endemic phase, but should we protect the most vulnerable group, right?
1: Yeah, so I remember uh, at the early stages of the pandemic, they were talking about herd immunity mm-hmm. and how uh, over two thirds was kind of a safe number for herd immunity. But I think all that is kind of uh, um, kind of mute at the moment because it's <laughs> 99% of the population who have uh, antibodies for the virus. Now, the study was done uh, by the National Institution- Institute of Health under the KDCA in collaboration with local epidemiological organisations. Uh, it showed that 99.2% of Koreans have COVID antibodies. Uh, this shows a slight increase compared to the first study of 97.6%. That was conducted in August to September last year, and the second study of 98.6% last December. Among them, 78.6% have acquired antibodies through natural infection. That also surpasses the rates of Uh, 57.2% in the first study and 70% in the second study. Uh, The proportion of so-called hidden infections, uh, individuals who were infected but not confirmed through testing, similar to the rates of of, uh, in the first and second studies. Um, In terms of age group, the highest natural infection antibody prevalence rate was found in children aged five to nine years old and 94.1% and of course, as expected, the prevalence decreased with increasing age. Hmm. Uh, the KDCA assessed that the overall high antibody prevalence rates among the population has contributed to the reduction of COVID-19 severity and mortality rates after the uh, famous Omicron wave. Right. However, uh, due to the waning of antibodies over time, the risk of in- uh, reinfection uh, remains. We can see that uh, even now with a the- bit slight of a rebound of COVID-19 infections uh, that's why it's uh the government has stopped um or, uh easing all of the COVID-19 right. uh, rules because of that rebound and we'll have to see how things go forward. But now it's kind of the time and all these antibodies and vaccination effects start to wane as well mm. uh, so we'll see what other measures the government ha- has in place.
0: All right. So from what I understand we still have mask rules in place for places like geriatric hospitals and that's kind of like the last standing protection if you will for the most vulnerable group. That's the latest on our COVID coverage. Thank you so much Adam. Stay safe. We'll see
1: you tomorrow